0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Leadership Podcast Network.
1: G'day, I'm Scott Sanders and welcome to The One Thing. The One Thing is a podcast designed to give you one gospel-centered ministry tip every week. Uh, But we're wanting to draw your attention to a number of really helpful workshops from the recent digital ministry forum that we held online. Uh, Today's episode of The One Thing is all about tech implementation within your church. Uh, In many ways, churches over the last two or three years have had to think about this lots uh, as we've moved from lockdown to lockdown. Uh, This episode I think is going to be really helpful if you're looking for guidance now that COVID's over, what does it look like for you to continue to stream your services? Uh, what does it look like for the size and the team that you have currently uh, in your church space? Nick brings a whole bunch of experience from Openbox uh, Technology. Uh, he's worked extensively resourcing churches, uh, helping them set up uh, different systems and different processes in their church. So can I encourage you to check out Openbox Technology, Nick Upa, Uh, but also take a listen to what nick has to say
0: Uh, the first section um, that we'll go through uh, is vision Um, so here uh, might be some obvious observations um, particularly with what we've discussed this morning uh, in the first session Um, but i think it's always useful to start with the vision um, now, I'm not gonna tell you what your vision should be, uh, but I do have some thoughts on the importance of the vision, uh, the importance of having a vision, um, how you should approach setting a vision um, and some other sort of considerations. Um, so the first thought I have is uh, to let your vision dictate the implementation and not the other way around. Um, there's not really much point starting with what you could do uh, as you could do a lot of things, um, but uh, your vision, Uh, for what you should should be doing. Um, We'll have a mix of theological considerations like we were discussing this morning, um, as well as uh, realities uh, for your church. Um, So uh, what demographics you have, what your church situation is, um, geography, all that kind of thing. Um, So working out what you want to achieve um, is the first step and then working out how to do it is the second step. Uh, the next uh, section, uh, or next thought I have is, uh, technology is the tool and not the goal. Um, it's super helpful to have the goal in sharp focus. Um, particularly, this helps us not get lost in technical details. Um, you don't get lost in what camera specs you should be using, um, but uh, you, you have, have a goal that you're aiming for, um, and that can help you make the, make the other decisions. Um, next uh, thought is, uh, who is the stream for? Um, again, I think there was a bunch of you know, discussions this morning on that, um, but thinking about who, who the stream is for, um, who's going to be watching it, who do you want to be watching it, um, which watches uh, do you care about? Not that you don't care about all of them, um, but there might be a particular group of people, um, that you do care about. Um, how can you make it easy for them? Uh, so what platform you choose might, might, um, might inform that, um, What experience do you want them to have? I'll go in a bit more detail uh, in in a second about that. Um, But what's the experience you want uh, people to have on the live stream? Um, And maybe it'll be a different experience for different people as well. Um, How do you engage and interact with those people that are watching? Um, So all of that goes into into the vision that you have. Um, Next uh, thought I have is uh, to get your volunteers on board with the vision. make sure that they know what's going on uh, and why you're doing things um, and uh, yeah, bring them along with the, the thoughts that you have um, with the discussions that you've had to to make uh, to decide on a particular vision. Um, this will help them uh, have the energy uh, to do the job. Uh, it'll give them a desire to do a good job. Um, they'll actually uh, be more likely to turn up on time um, to uh, feed into uh, what, what you're doing. Um, they'll also understand the decisions you make and not fight you. Um, I, I've definitely experienced that with a, a number of churches where uh, the volunteers don't really understand what the the vision of the uh, uh, of the leadership team is uh, for particular tech. Um, and so when the you know, the church decides to buy a piece of equipment or do something in a particular way, uh, the volunteers are um, so sort of fighting them on it, and, uh, and so sort of have a, have disagreements, and that makes it pretty pretty hard to sort of run the team. Um, and I think a lot of that is actually down to not having the vision or understanding what we're trying to uh, what the church is trying to do. Um, so uh, it's really important to bring bring the the volunteers along with you, uh, get them on board with the vision. Um, and the other reason for that is the volunteers may well have a better idea than you um, if you if they understand what you're trying to achieve. Um, it's quite possible that they'll uh, have uh, a way of doing that uh, that is better than what you thought of, um or better than what I thought of. So uh, bring them along with you is is super helpful. Um, and then the last thought I have is, uh, if the realities don't really line up with the vision, then change the vision. Um, it's not really a good idea to shoehorn the wrong implementation into the vision that you have. Um, I know a church that, they, they really want a good live stream. Um, they have bought a lot of equipment to, to make it really good, but they just don't have enough volunteers. Uh, the volunteers they do have aren't super skilled, um, and so they can't deliver on the vision that they have for the live stream. Um, it's very frustrating for them. Uh, it's also frustrating for me. I'm trying to help them uh, deliver what they, what they want, but um, they, they just don't have the realities of the, their church uh, means that they can't. Do that. Um, they want a magic box from me that makes everything great, but it, it just doesn't exist. Um, so I think it's important to realise what's going on in, in that kind of situation, um, and then change the vision that you have for for the live stream, um, just to to match up more with the, the realities of your church. Um, any questions on that before I move on to the next bit? no great well i'll move on to the next uh, next section um so live stream uh, versus uh, uh live stream experience versus volunteer burden um so what i mean by that is as the live stream experience is what people uh, experience when they're watching the live stream and the volunteer burden is sort of what it takes to happen um and uh we'll need to find a balance between these two it'll be likely very different for each church um will d- dictate um, cameras and um, all that kind of stuff um, we'll go back to yeah there um, i think that's it so a, a, a bit more on all of this um if you only have like the ability to have one volunteer uh, and they don't have a lot of experience you will have to reduce your expectations for the experience people will have of the live stream um, however if, if you have lots of relatively experienced people and all the ability to train them, um, along with a decent budget, uh, you can really push the limits of the experience you can deliver. And now this may be somewhat obvious, uh, but I don't think uh, a lot of churches actually make a connection between the experience people have of the live stream and the resources they have available. Um, It seems to be uh, an idea that, um, a, a live stream is a live stream. If you have a live stream, you, a tick, you know, so the tick, job job done. Uh, but actually, thinking about and setting expectations for the experience people will have of the live stream is really helpful, um, and it may feed back into the vision you have for the live stream. Um, the, the experience people have is not just you know, the fact that the live stream exists. Um, but it's actually how they engage with it, um, whether they feel welcomed or not in the live stream. So thinking about all of those things is is going to be very important. Um, so thinking about uh, how you in, interact and engage with viewers. Um, so will you allow comments uh, and a Q and A on online? Um, so that'll feed into the platform um, decision that you have. Um, will will those comments uh, and Q and As be be monitored, uh, both for bad actors? Uh, but also responding to people so if if it's YouTube um, and someone is public and someone just comes in and starts spamming um, is that going to be monitored um, how, how do you deal with that kind of situation um, but the other sort of thing that feeds into service and this is a bit beyond tech as well um, is uh, the the service elements uh, how will uh, will you actually mention the live stream ordinance from the front um, at Barney's uh, we uh, uh, this which is my church uh, we uh, the service leaders actually acknowledge that there's a live stream audience and says hi to them. Um, so w- will the service leaders and preachers actually look into the camera uh, and uh, be looking at the live stream audience or are they sort of not looking at cameras? Um, how are you going to help people feel included if they are watching in the stream? Um, in the last uh, session, someone uh, mentioned uh, audience mics, ambient mics. That's a, That's one way that you can use... Um, to actually in- include people in the live stream. Uh, people can hear people singing. Uh, if it's uh, there in their sermon, uh, depending on uh, the acoustics of your church, um, you can hear people interacting or laughing at, at jokes or whatever it might be. Um, that Those kind of little considerations will actually help you uh, set a particular experience of the live stream. Um, so let's look at some case studies. Um, so uh, we've already had one from City on a Hill. Um, but the other one is is my church, uh, St Barnabas Broadway. Um, we do want to, uh, to encourage people to meet in person, um, but we do have a live stream for those that can't make it. Um, we have decided, um, not necessarily my decision, and we're going to revisit this, but um, we have decided uh, to have the song lyrics uh, overlaid full screen. Um it doesn't look great. Um, I very much prefer to have a, a lower thirds thing, I think, yeah, in terms of a look. Um, but the intention for that is actually to uh, have a worse experience on the stream, um, to encourage people who can't make uh, or who aren't going to church um, as a you know, because they're a little bit lazy. um, we want them to to attend. That's a, a bit of a problem in our context. Uh, but again, we may re- revisit that soon. Um, we also only stream um, without the ability to, ability to watch at a later date uh, or a later time. Uh, so you have to be there on, on time and on the right time there. Um, we also do a post-fader audio mix, um, which uh, we can talk about later if, if you want. Um, there's uh, some uh, equipment that we use there as well. Um, so that's, that's a bit of a case study there.
1: Well, As I said, Nick has loads of experience. Hopefully there's an opportunity for you to perhaps re-listen to this with your AV team, uh, with your tech team, and to get some new ideas about how you might better engage uh, and use technology in your church space. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.